Hey kids, it's your old pal Gabe Dieter. Saturday, September 7th. Come on down to Lawndale Art Center at 4912 Main Street, Houston, Texas 77002 for Houston Zine Fest 2019. I will be attending. I will be tabling with my beautiful wife, the babe, Jess, the babe Dieter. Come on down, say hello. It's a free entry. And I will have a table there where I will be slinging zines. Um, They are art books that I made myself. And I'm working really hard on a new release called Gabe Dieter Plays with Dolls. Uh, This edition will feature my Captain Action collection. Uh, It's a photo book. And to my knowledge, has never been done before. Uh, That being taking high-resolution photos of these... Historic dolls, action figures, I guess you would say, if uh, someone was sensitive about that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, should turn out nice. Um, I'll be getting them printed this week, hopefully. Um, And uh, I'm going to have a few other things. Bring money. Bring lots of money. uh, (laughs) Because I got one thing in mind that I hope I can pull off. And it ain't going to be cheap. But uh Get them while supplies last, because <laughs> I, I don't know how long I'll be doing this uh, special item. But yeah, come on down, Zine Fest. It's going to be fun. Um, as usual, we're brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com, where every day is Throwback Thursday. Lone Star Buttons offers custom pin-on buttons in multiple sizes and shapes. They, do, they also do magnets, mirrors, bottle openers. And I'm possibly leaving something out. I I don't know what it is at the moment. But if you have a business or a project or an event coming up that you want uh, memorable keepsakes for, you can always get some merch made at LoneStarButtons.com. It's not very expensive and not not very expensive. It's not expensive at all. And it's at a very high quality. You can go to the website or you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code, I want to suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Do you have insurance like you're supposed to do? Well, chances are you're spending a little too much money, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so get in touch with Jess. She will quote for anyone that lives in the Texas area within the Texas border, because um, that's where she's licensed. Uh, she can quote you for home insurance, flood insurance, auto insurance, or renter's insurance. She will find you a reasonable rate for a high-quality policy. Um, you can get in touch with her at 281-607-5263, or you can email her at jessica.deter, that's D-I-E-T-E-R, at G-H-F-S dot net. Give her a shot. What do you got to lose? Also, if you want to take part in the show, that being sending in friend questions or stories you want us to cover, or whatever you want to tell us, you can send an email to R-O-T-W podcast at gmail.com. We'll read it. We'll consider it. Most likely, we'll talk about it. All right, that wraps up that. So, coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio A in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, me, Gabe, that dude Dieter, and bitchin' Brennan Birch. 
Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Oh. <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World, episode 147B. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the B later. Um, I'm Gabe, Google me dear, and as usual, with me, bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey everybody. What's up, dude? Oh man, uh... What is up? Let's explain the B. Yeah, let's explain the B. Okay, so we re- we basically recorded this show last week, and man, it was just a garbage pile of sadness. You know, <laughs> uh, usually it doesn't get to me that bad. Yeah. Uh, I tried to joke where I could, but goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I was already not doing great, you know? Yeah, like, thanks. Was, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know... I've, I've done a pretty good job of kind of managing my, you know, mental health issues, yeah. you know, over the past couple of years. But I just had a bad week, you know, yeah. bad several days. Like it, Usually we can balance each other out a, yeah, little, yeah. a little bit better, but God. Man, I was bringing it hard. It was like, like you know, just zero serotonin in my brain for several days and yeah. just wasn't working. Um, but fortunately, I did find that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a lot of success combating that, like, through riding my bike. So that that's been like a big, big like you know change for me. Are you doing handstands on your handlebars? No, but I am riding with no hands. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, dad vibes coming totally. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. yeah, last last week's episode was pretty dark. What I might do is for the gluttons for punishment, mm-hmm. maybe I'll tack it to the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. After uh, after the music's. Uh, <laughs> finish playing uh if you wish to if you want to listen to another hour and a half <laughs> if you want to fucking get some ne- negative vibes going yeah, go ahead dude. and listen to all two hours of the show yeah it's pure black metal on the b-side man mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody wants to hear that shit yeah especially dude. not me i i couldn't even bring myself to listen to that show yeah i i had no interest in like it coming out at all yeah there, for one the whole Epstein thing before he died, and we we did call it and yeah. say, there's no way in hell that guy was going to survive. Right. Or, you know, if he's alive <laughs> He was going to commit suicide in jail. Yeah. Quote, um, but also, we had the uh, mass shootings that went on. Yeah. And uh, that would bring anybody down. Yeah, yeah. Was, wasn't a good week. Like, you know, we, we traffic in some pretty heavy stuff sometimes, but it doesn't usually all happen all at the same time. Yeah. You know? Plus, Brennan's uh, Murder and Mayhem got stepped on big time. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny, actually. Uh, Somebody big-timed us, and should we... Well, that, that's, not, that's not actually true, okay? <laughs> okay, so this has actually happened to us a couple of times. Uh, with, this is uh, the with, second or third time, it, right? It's, it's like the second or third time, yeah, with the uh, last podcast on the left. You know, we, we traffic in similar content. Yeah. And, you know, we both recorded our episodes probably concurrently and you know it was, it was just parallel thinking you know there's no no disrespect against those guys but it has gotten to where i don't listen to that show anymore because i want to make sure that i'm not being like influenced by their right. stuff you know yeah it's like at first i thought maybe it's us you know maybe it was me you know like maybe i'm you know hearing stuff and then thinking it's my idea or something so i got kind of paranoid about it well somebody said uh, i don't know if it was you but I made the same jokes as they did. Yeah, that, about yeah, a about something topic. else. Yeah, there was like another show that we did. Like you made the exact same joke as like one of the guys on that show. But I mean, ours came out first. I challenged that guy to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big man. Oh, I don't know. Okay, but uh, yeah. So you know, we we I did my murder and mayhem about the the Howard Unruh Walk of Death, 
you know, and I was... They're going to hear it if they continue to suffer through the end of this show. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, I was, you know, kind of thumbing through my phone the other day. Like, I guess, was it yesterday? And it just so happens that they did their whole episode about My Murder and Mayhem that I did last week. <laughs> did you listen to it? I didn't listen to it because so I, did- I was just mad about it. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it, it's it's... There's only so much of this stuff to go around, you know? Yeah. And th- there is going to be concurrent, you know, takes. You know, now that uh, that's happened a few times, maybe we should do some deeper cuts. Yeah. Well, maybe the- uh, travel to other countries well, that's the thing, is, like, murder and I thought that, like, I kind of had, like, a different take on it because, you know, whenever all the mass shootings all those that happened last week, you know, they immediately went to blame video games, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, right. okay, well... When was the first mass shooting that ever happened in America? And, you know, I went back, I found, you know, the, the article and I read all about it. And I was like, okay, well, this this is like a really good example because, you know, this happened before all the things that they're saying are causing this right. to happen. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, that's not a super deep line of thought. You know, it, it's just a way to, it, it's a gateway in, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I can imagine, I can see how we both got to the same place at the same time, yeah. you know, especially whenever they specifically went after video games again, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah okay let's see um you okay so (laughs) you had a dream and in that dream what happened i i'm sorry i just read it uh, yeah it's it's really dumb i don't i i guess i've just been going to the grocery store a lot lately (laughs) i mean you know it's it's just like right down the street or whatever but yeah i had a dream that this woman was at the kroger in my neighborhood returning a set of horse hooves oh yeah they were used because they still had like rotting flesh inside of them yeah yeah nice it was, it was it was a really graphic disgusting dream but i don't know is that disco kroger no um oh, okay. I, it's the river oaks kroger it's like oh yeah schmancy fancy schmancy not at all it's actually really kind of gross but <laughs> so rotting horse hooves yeah i wonder what that means it's gotta know. mean something I don't know. um i've been youtubing it a lot uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm I've reinvigorated my uh, my interest in Bob Lazar after he was on Rogan. Yeah, and uh, I came across across this uh, this video on YouTube that um, analyzes his body movement to see if he was telling the truth or not. Right. This guy, I don't know his credentials, but he says that there's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. that this guy's lying about, yeah. or you know, it's not registering as there's a lie. There's nothing obviously being presented right. as a lie, and he even cross-referenced uh an older uh interview from the 80s mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same yeah. the story there are minor minor changes in the story but mm-hmm. not enough to say he was being deceptive you know like body language analysis like really creeps me out ice cream man's coming yep anyway yeah like body language analysis like creeps me out because i'm naturally a very anxious person mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes whenever i'm talking to people and you know explaining something it seems like maybe i'm lying i think that's uh i think it's normal to think that yeah but you might just be inside your head a yeah little too much I, I think that but like i i feel like you know sometimes like at work you know when my boss will ask me a question or something and i explain what happened or maybe why something didn't happen whenever i go through the explanation i feel like it's coming off weird just because i'm kind of spastic and kind of like maybe you're just, acting like the guy inside the Godzilla suit. Yeah, like m- maybe I've just had a couple. You look like him right now. Like, yeah, because I'm, I'm doing. See, I'm, ba- I'm doing. This, I'm doing these baby T Rex arms. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I've known you most of my life. Yeah. So like, imagine how I am about a, in front of a person that like can fire me that I've known for four months. You know. Yeah. I'm not super socially, you know, 
don't know. But you could be the I'm not dad a smooth on, operator. You could be the guy on dinos- uh playing the dad on dinosaurs. <laughs> um anyway. so yeah. Yeah, so YouTube. Like, so, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, body language analysis creeps me out. That's my point. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't know, man. Um yeah. That's that's like it's weird that people specialize in that yeah. kind of thing. Or like how many people like go to jail like failing a lie detector test because they were nervous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is true. I don't know. Like I would one hundred percent like fail a lie detector test about something that I knew to be true. Really? If it, so? if it was like a situation where like I was like putting a, like putting a chair and said told you know you have to answer these questions or else you're going to prison for life. Well, see, they get the first <laughs> when you sit down and they strap you in yeah. to the thing. They ask you a series of questions to get your baseline. Yeah, level. they try to get your baseline right. So you're already nervous. Yeah. So that's your baseline. But here's the thing. Whenever they switched over to the new line of questioning, uh-huh. I would sense that, yeah. and that would make me more anxious, because exactly. I, I would feel like I'm being tested, Exactly. and then, you know, I would be locked up in prison for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I- <laughs> yep. That's That might be why they're inadmissible in court. Yeah, dude. I mean, t- I would crack under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't join the CIA. Yeah. No good to anybody. So, continuing with my uh, YouTube fascination, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why... YouTube suggests these. I mean, I know why. I'm a fucking nerd, and I look at nerd things. But yeah. it suggested uh, Unicron, the uh, the main villain from the Transformers movie, right from 1985, the giant planet that transforms yeah. into a giant robot and starts eating other planets. The $600 Hasbro figure that we talked about, and yes, in episode 147A, <laughs> which you will hear at the end of this episode. Right. Uh, so. You know, the the similarities between Transformers Unicron and uh, Marvel's Galactus, mm-hmm. who is the devourer of worlds, uh, was too close to, for me, so I looked up Unicron versus Galactus. And this one super nerd <laughs> that was into both Marvel Comics and Transformers uh, did a video, and it's like... It was too much for me. <laughs> and like it, it redlined my nerd meter, and uh, I could. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm blown away by what is on YouTube. Mm. Like people make a living off of talking about and making videos about things that they're interested in. Yeah, it's incredible, dude. And yeah. it's it. I okay. I I subscribe to this uh, channel called uh, Flight Flight Test. Mm. And they, what they do is make radio-controlled airplanes. It is so relaxing. I will sit on the couch by myself at night and just play these videos, and I'll, I'll smile. When they're laughing and, and having a goof, you know, goofy time, I'll just sit there and fucking smile along with them, and, yeah. and just all the stress of the day will go away. Uh, but it's crazy that this tiny channel started from nothing, right? and in a matter of, like, five years... Mm-hmm. they've created an online store that you can buy your own kits to make these things. They're pre-made. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is put them together. And through that, they ha- they bought a golf course. Yeah. They bought an entire golf course so that they can fly their planes around in wow. this giant fucking area. <laughs> well, it's I mean, insane. Well, that's like Nathan, you know, my son, like he would rather watch YouTube than anything else really like and it it doesn't have to be like anything particularly you know crazy or groundbreaking or revolutionary he likes like fan-made like 
you know Kirby and Mario videos. Mm-hmm. Like they like there's people that make like little cartoons about Kirby and Mario just in Flash hmm. and like videos of people playing video games. He has these games. He could play these games. He'd rather watch somebody on YouTube play them. Hmm. You know, because they're just kind Have of. Have you deep. shown him? Uh, was it Twitch? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't throw him down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't want my son to become alt right. <laughs> <laughs> Do alt-right people play Twitch? Uh, I think so. Or do they... Yeah, okay. I, I can see that. I, 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 th- I think there's, like, an alt-right community, but, like, they ban people that have, like, accounts, like, where they're making alt-right content or something. Mm. So, like, the user base, there's a lot of that, but not the people that are creating content. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's just... I don't know. He's not ready for that yet. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh also, I came across this uh, this article that said uh, China was uh, creating its own current uh, digital currency. Mm-hmm. So instead of Bitcoin, it would be China Cred China, or yeah. whatever. Right. Uh, and it reminded me of uh, when's the last time you saw critters? Uh, it's been a few years. Well, the bounty hunters uh, that are chasing the critters uh, get paid in creds. Creds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that like stuck in my head. I was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be an earth currency and it's just going to be called creds. And yeah. uh, that's what everybody's going to trade their lives for. It's like everybody's like bad cyberpunk, you know, short story <laughs> 50 creds for the bounty. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, would you take uh, 15 creds to mow my lawn? Yeah. It's going to be weird. Yeah. We're like living in the most boring version of cyberpunk. It sucks. <laughs> well, it's also the safest, so I'll take it. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind. I don't want him. Billy Idol as president of North <laughs> America. <laughs> Would we be any worse off? <laughs> have you heard the song "To Be a Lover"? <sighs> I have not. No. <laughs> I'll play it on the exit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Put that. Put that in between the episodes. Yep. See if you really want to stick around. You want to get in some tinfoil tirade? Yeah, let's do it. All right. No, we're doing Murder and Mayhem. We're doing Murder and Mayhem. Yes. Okay. Always. No, not always. Like, you've started, like, doing this, like, the last, like, four episodes or something. I know, but <laughs> it's because we changed the format. Here we go. Okay. Murder and Mayhem. All right. Um... So, you know, the world is obviously a very chaotic place, and a lot of times things kind of slip through the cracks these days. Um, while everybody was watching, you know, Epstein and the Mueller report and all this other stuff, uh, we may have potentially found the serial killer with the highest amount of murders. Like, he just came forward, you know, three months ago. It was barely a blip in the news. So, uh, yeah, this guy's Samuel Little. He's an American serial killer. Uh, he's only been convicted of three murders so far. And that's why he was in prison. Like, he was serving uh, three concurrent life sentences for murders that he committed between the years of 1987 and 1989. And, uh, like, he, he's he's a very boring serial killer. He's your... He looks milk toast. Yeah, he's, I mean, he looks he's like look, a... He looks like Fred Samford. Quiet guy, kept to himself. <laughs> like every other serial killer. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, he's he's a he's a strangler. He, beat, he strangles and beats prostitutes. And that, that was his, his M.O. And, you know, it's it just... You know, he's been convicted of a bunch of different crimes, you know, just like stealing and, uh, you know, theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, attacks on government officials, you know, uh, very bad guy. He, he's just he, he's a dickhead, you yeah. know, and he's, he's got a he's got a murdering streak. And under any other circumstances, he would not be very interesting. But here's why he's interesting. So 
he's been he's been he's serving these life sentences right and all of a sudden last year in november he starts talking and he's talking about all these other crimes that he's committed he decides to start confessing and he's taking credit for up to 93 murders damn like but here's the thing well here's, there's a couple of things first of all all of these like murders that he's taking credit for are previously unsolved cases just like like a lot of them are like jane does and stuff like that yeah and he's describing details of the crimes like yeah. really accurately so like wow. they're they're pretty legit and you know normally these guys you know they're they're real grandiose they like to say oh i killed 100 people blah blah blah. you know i would have committed a holocaust if i could have blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. but the thing about this guy is he's also a painter he's an artist oh really yeah and so i could get his art on ebay right now uh probably not no. okay <laughs> but a lot of his art is like currently being held being used as evidence because whenever he's confessing to these crimes you know at first they were just kind of like okay whatever we don't believe you and he's like i can draw you a picture of the victim oh shit he's painted 18 portraits so far damn and uh of them like six of them have been used like to convict him like because these figures he's painting like they'll have details of things that they found at crime scenes in the paintings like you know this woman was wearing like a blue headband or something like that and then they would go back and they cross reference that so the crime that he's admitting to they find whenever they found that body blue headband wow so this guy you know he's a very old man he's like 78 whenever he started confessing Mm -hmm. and he has like a photographic memory of like a lot of his crimes and he's starting to make these paintings and these paintings are turning out to be pretty accurate wow so they're they're everything that he's saying now they're just kind of you know taking very seriously and he said how many 90 he's claiming 93 damn they're investigating uh 60 of them right now he's been convicted of six so far and there's a bunch of them that are in the works wow wow yeah he's like the the leonardo da vinci of murders (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about all that (laughs) uh but yeah he's yeah uh, that's crazy yeah so you know through through his confessions and through his drawings they're solving a bunch of cases and like he's like pinpointing details and like towns and like really nailing the information like he's got a trap like a steel trap memory wow you know that's fucking insane dude yeah, like, so, so so far he's had uh one two three four five six seven eight confirmed and then there's like a huge oh my list. god so these are all the people that he's currently under investigation yeah these are the ones he's under under investigation for this is not even a complete list like we're we're scrolling pretty far one of them is actually in houston uh just an unnamed black female in the 70s wow yeah so yeah so these are all jane does just because they were prostitutes yeah he he murdered a lot of prostitutes that's kind of like where he was main kind of killing grounds but i mean there's like a pattern like there's a lot of there's like you know over certain years he was in florida and then he was in kentucky and then he was in the south he was just kind of in the south like in houston and in uh, louisiana and georgia you know he he killed a lot in the south and the midwest yeah and then uh he went out to california and that's where they finally got him they got him the like on some stuff in the 80s but so he didn't leave he didn't have like a an mo of like he was just a very typical strangler you know and there's so much strangling going on that they couldn't narrow it down to this Yeah, there, guy. there's like so many stranglers, you know, especially like in the 70s, you know, like serial killers, it was, you, you could get away with it, you know? God. Yeah, I mean, it, like the only reason they caught him at all was because they found some DNA, like DNA at one of his crimes and they caught him in a homeless shelter and, you know, for doing something else. And I guess they ran his DNA and then that's how they got him in California. So all of these victims that he's claiming... They could test them for DNA, or um, I guess they wouldn't need to, well, right? Not always, but I mean, yeah, because I mean, he's confessing and he's describing specific events and right. specific things about the crimes and like nailing it, you know? That's so crazy. So, unless this man is psychic, he's committed a lot of crimes. 
Well, that's interesting. Let's uh, let's suppose he's psychic. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's kind of a weird way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's already been convicted. Yeah. You know, three life sentences already before any of this, and then he just started wait, wait, confessing. wait. Go go back down. Uh, more. Little had a long time, long term girlfriend Jean since deceased, who supported them both through shoplifting for years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So a serial killer with a uh, criminal girlfriend. That's probably. It's probably not that odd. Yeah. Probably <clears throat> travels in some really, you know, unscrupulous circles. Yeah. But yeah, That's so crazy, man. We we might have a new a new winner and champion. So Samuel Little. <laughs> he's a wheelchair and suffers from diabetes and a heart condition. Yeah, he's on his way out. Okay. You know? Get those paint paintings cranking out. <laughs> Get to work, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That's insane. Well, speaking of serial killers, me and Jess are watching Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> not as scary as real life but uh pretty entertaining yeah we're on the lithgow season <laughs> pretty good stuff um let's do some friend questions okay what do you got brennan oh uh i got a bunch i knew it yeah because uh i texted my friends and i told them that we need friend questions because they're my only and they're my only friends so they need to answer them <laughs> So my friend CJ, who uh, currently works at uh, Etten Games in Humble, Texas, where he's, he's you know doing his Warhammer thing, mm-hmm. he started asking people that come into the store. So we got a bunch of questions. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, our first question is uh, from a guy named James. Uh, what are your thoughts on the real men in black and their connection to black-eyed children? Ooh. That's good. Black-eyed children. Yeah. I don't know too much about black-eyed children. The men in black, though? <sighs> I really like the myth of the men in black but i haven't read enough into it to know anything about it oh man i, mean, I was i started an art piece on the men in black yeah. uh from what i can remember because it's been a while since i even you know read or heard anything about mm-hmm. them uh they really don't show up too much anymore in uh you know ufology yeah <laughs> uh i guess because there's too many cameras around maybe i maybe don't know so, yeah but uh back in the the 60s and 70s when they were more prevalent um you heard a lot of weird descriptions about them because uh, they just showed up out of nowhere. Wait, what was the question? I want to be really specific. What are your thoughts on the real men in black and their connection to the black-eyed children? See, I don't know anything about the black-eyed children. I don't children. know about the black-eyed children. Let's look it up real quick because I've heard the term, but I, I can't remember what that was. Yeah. It, it just makes me think of that, you know, the X-Files episode about black oil, but... Black-eyed children are a contemporary legend of supposed paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16, with pale skin, black eyes who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or panhandling, or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. Well, that, that just sounds like... No, me- thank you. That just sounds like regular men in black, though. Yeah, I mean, that seems connected. Well, men in black typically show up after a UFO sighting, and they usually ask the person that saw it not to say anything to anyone else. Yeah, but... I- and they have a strange, like, clammy complexion. Yeah. And They're like usually, like, black white guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Black hat. They, they look like the fucking uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah. But they have, you know, no hair. Yeah. Sunglasses. Pale white. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to me, that, that I, that's very plausible that that's connected, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, know no, I don't know enough about black-eyed children to make yeah, a connection. That is true. But, yeah. Okay. That's that. Okay, and another customer of the shop named Dakota asks, 
Uh, should America invest in having a million electric eels bite each other, connecting their nervous systems and becoming a giant electric eel monster to defend the nation? Hmm. See, I'd rather have universal health care. <laughs> <laughs> we already have uh, a lot of toys to protect the yeah. nation. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they necessarily have to bite each other. What I think they should do is like get like a uh, like a giant like kind of like translucent skin bladder thing, so it looks kind of like a spring roll, and then they just fill that up with the eels. So it's yeah. just like a makes a mega eel. Yeah. That lives in the ocean. Reminds me of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. That's how Frankenstein got got life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Eels. Electric so, eels. Maybe that's a bad idea, because, I mean, why would you want something that can give life? Aren't electric be- eels freshwater? Um, I think they're in the Amazon. Are they? I think so. I'm not sure. Maybe, we're going we're gonna to have to get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can put it in Lake Superior. Keeps yeah. Protect us against Canada. Fuck yeah. Put it in the uh, Loch Ness. Yeah. To fight Nessie. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Okay, let's see. An anonymous an anonymous person asks Anonymous. Anonymous. Is the end of the world upon us? Hmm. I can see why you wanted to remain anonymous. Yeah. Uh no, the world's gonna keep on ticking. Is it gonna yeah. shuffle off everything on it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I think that Oh, so you don't want air, huh? <laughs> human beings are definitely, you know, on borrowed time. Let me just switch poles on you real quick. <laughs> uh Everybody thinks that they lived in the end times, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, that's all any religion is about. You know, it's like, oh, the end times are upon us. The end- I, I, as a matter of fact, we passed by a church on Ooh. our way to Austin that was yeah. like, you know, they had a sign out the front that was like, the end times are upon us. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like a, like a super like Latino apocalyptic church out in the middle of nowhere. Nice. And should have went in for some flyers. Yeah, right. Could have made some friends. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just. I don't think it's going to be a big catastrophic event. It's going to be just a slow whimper. I heard an interesting theory uh, about CERN. You know CERN? Yeah. Um, supposedly CERN collided two dimensions. Yeah. Um, our dimension with another mm-hmm. that was, ne- you know, similar. Yeah. So similar that... Uh, and uh, CERN is the super collider in Switzerland, Switzerland, right? okay. yeah. Yeah, just for um, the listeners. Collided two, two realities that were so similar that... All the only differences are from the uh, what is it called the uh, the Berenstain Bear thing. Oh yeah, what is that called? Uh, God damn it! Normally that would be like right there, and I would have it. Uh, the something Mandela Mandela effect. effect yes. So the only differences are what would be considered the Mandela effect, and supposedly the reason that the 2012 apocalypse didn't happen that was on the Mayan calendar. Yeah. Was because the two realities merged. <laughs> really? It's fucking weird. That's a deep cut. I like that. It is a deep cut. I like that. But I like it too. It's interesting that's to think fun. about. Um, so yeah, hope hope we answered those questions. Yeah, that's all uh, I got. You got any more? Okay. Uh, I got one from a friend of the show, Thomas Ahn. Um, he said, most frightening scene in cinematic history from your point of view. Most frightening scene mm-hmm. in c- cinematic history from my point of view. Um, <clears throat> I would say... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really? And whenever, like, the guy is, like, walking through the house, and then, you know, Leatherface, like, just slides the door open and, like, slams it with a hammer, and he has a seizure on the floor, mm. and he just drags him away, and he yeah, slams was, that door. That's creepy, yeah. Like, that stuck with me, because, I mean, as soon as that door slams, you're just like, oh, God, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to him, you know? Yeah. Like, you know it's not going to be good for anybody from that point on. Yeah. Well, 
This isn't a very good question for me because every scary movie terrifies me to where I want to piss myself. (laughs) I'm like, lightweight does not even describe me. Like, I want to run out of the room because I'm so fucking nerve wracked. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this happens all the fucking time. Like any scary movie I watch. Um, But I think I'm the kind of person you want to watch a scary movie with because it heightens the tension of the room. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Uh, that's that's kind of why I like to go see like scary movies in the theater, mm -hmm. like with an audience that you know is normal people that aren't you know super into this stuff. Yeah, because they're having the most fun. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're the ones that are really getting the jump scares and you know like one of my favorite like experiences going to the movies is seeing uh like the I think it's like the third Paranormal Activity movie. Oh really? The, the one that was like it was like a it was like a it took place in like a like a Latino neighborhood and hmm. I saw it like here in Pasadena with hmm. like a bunch of like Catholic Mexican people. Oh really? God, it was so fun. Everybody was having so much fun. It was super rowdy. Like it was just like <laughs> like that's what I want going to a scary movie to be. That's you know? cool. I remember those. Yeah. Huh. And like that's yeah. not even that good of a movie, but it was so fun with that crowd. I remember know? um in the Exorcist prequel mm-hmm. with there was a scene with hyenas yeah and that was pretty scary yeah yeah um i mean anything that intensifies yeah. like like you know something's coming and they they draw that part out yeah where it's like really foreboding like right you can't fucking stand the tension anymore mm-hmm. and then it happens yeah. and you're like fuck oh uh, it's like that scene in uh hereditary i haven't seen it yet oh okay well Never mind then. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, no, there's just like a scene where like this kid is like sitting on a bed or whatever, and like all of a sudden you just see a character I won't say who just crawling on the wall, like in the background, mm. just like all of a sudden, like it's it's completely dark. You don't see this person, but they've been there the whole time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they just move after like a minute and a half of being on this shot. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Baba Duke uh, stands out because yeah. they they use that sound. Yeah. To to let you know. That shit was about to happen yeah. and get ready. Yeah, Bob Dick's a lot of fun. That was a good one. Also, the entity, the entity, uh, was a fucking terrifying movie. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> the, the part that makes it crazy is at the very beginning of the movie they set it up as a true st- or based on true events. Right. So you're like, what the fuck? You know, like mm-hmm. it it racks your brain. Anyway, yeah. I think we answered that um let's see renee cruz asks what deep fake video do you think will send this wonderful country into the civil war oh man it's gonna be something dumb <laughs> it's gonna be something real stupid and it's gonna start with like a twitter fight <laughs> it's got to. a deep fake video <laughs> it's gonna go it's gonna come out people are gonna start fighting about it on twitter and then it's just gonna give everyone brain worms and we're all gonna start fighting <laughs> brain worms but who we gotta we gotta use our imagination um, here God, it's going to be Elon Musk driving a Ford or some <laughs> shit like that. I don't know. And I like it's going to be Donald Trump actually killing somebody <laughs> <laughs> on a uh, what was it? On, like in Fifth Avenue. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Could, he could shoot someone in the head walking down in Fifth New York Avenue. City yeah. and uh, wouldn't even drop in the polls yeah. or something like that. Yeah, let's see that happen. Yeah, um, and it's going to be some well-meaning leftist trying to turn the tide. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, sorry, Renee. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's a toughie. I guess we'll know when it happens. Um, you know, uh, on the conspiracy side, they've been saying that uh, a an insane video of Hillary Clinton doing stuff on Orgy Island really is going to be released. But I don't know. 
yeah could you know most likely bullshit i don't i don't believe that at all believe but if someone were to deep fake it you know yeah uh, who knows um i don't know man i don't think that like whoever would do that would have the restraint to not use like the wackiest hillary faces possible like they would use that footage, like where she's like making all the crazy faces. Oh, when the, crowd. when the balloons yeah. drop. Yeah, it would be balloon, something balloon drop, Hillary. It'd be yeah. something real dumb like that. You know, like yeah. anybody that would actually try to do something like that, they they just wouldn't have the self control mm-hmm. unless it was like you know an official agency or something. Dude, remember when uh, Hillary was having problems health wise? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember it being talked about. Yeah, I, when I she she supposedly hit her head, yeah, uh, fell and hit her head, and and Bill said that you know it happens from time to time like she just falls down or yeah or uh loses consciousness uh-huh. and uh at some point during the the uh election that was happening more often because she was exhausted right and uh i don't know why it just popped into my head what if, what if she had uh uh jacob Cruxfeld disease i don't know what that is it's the disease you get from eating human flesh <laughs> Oh yeah, I, re- I remember. Like that was a theory because they were like, ex- like there was like some the, they call it like the werewolf disease or something like that, right? Really? Yeah, ah, I didn't hear I, that. I think we might have talked about that on the show. Like, no, that, that was like one of the weirdo theories that was out there at the time. No, I never heard. I'm that. pretty sure we talked about this. No, I just heard she had a head wound, like no, I mean like concussion. The, we've talked about the the possible brain damage, the Crossfield disease stuff. Oh, wow. we definitely talked about that. Okay, <laughs> well, your memory's definitely better than mine, and that's sad. <laughs> Um, let's see. Eric Eddy asks, uh, most frightening scene in cinematic history from Freddy's point of view. Hmm. Ah, well, there's not a whole lot to draw from there. I mean, there's, there's, there's really, there's what, eight times when he was really in trouble? (laughs) (laughs) Eight times. And it was at the very end? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah, that is weird. Well, in New Nightmare, he would have watched his, uh, his previous movies. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe when he's fighting Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing fear in his eyes. Yeah, he got his arm chopped off. He got he got pretty beat up, man. Yeah, he yeah. got decapitated. Technically, yeah. Jason won that fight. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I would say so. Even, even though Freddy winks at the end, you know, mm-hmm. I, I still think Jason won that one. Does Jason ever sleep? Was that part of the movie? Um, did he ever go into Jason's nightmares? Yeah, he, he like yeah he tried to get in there. And, hmm. You know, yeah. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. All right, how about some tinfoil tirade? Okay, sure. UFOs! Sea ghosts! Crazy unexplained shit! It's just a tinfoil tirade! Why don't you play my music anymore? Huh? <laughs> you didn't play my music, did you? What music? For Murder and Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. Mr. <laughs> fancy memory bank you got there uh you want to start out with this one no we're gonna finish with that one all right okay so there's an fbi document out there that is warning that conspiracy theories are a new domestic terrorism threat we're going to jail gabe yep totally (laughs) dude as soon as they figure out what to charge us with yeah what would it be i mean conspiracy is a charge but yeah, well, we're not committing any conspiracies. Yeah, but we're we're gonna influence like some idiot to like I don't know go try Shoot to like, best. It's best of pizza. I think it's called best of pizza. <laughs> the the comet paint pe- yeah, comet the other pizza yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're I talking think that's about? what yeah. it's called. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. All right, so the, um, F- the F- don't F- go shoot up a pizza place, yeah. please. Do not. 
do not. Do not like take any of our words and convert them into actions of any sort. <laughs> Correct. We're we're just a dumb podcast. Yep. Anyway, nobody really listens anyway. Yeah. Not that we don't appreciate who does. Those who do. Yeah. So uh, the FBI has identified fringe conspiracy theories as a domestic terrorist threat, according to a previously unpublicized document obtained by Yahoo News. Wait for the punchline. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this came from this came as a bulletin from the Phoenix uh, field office. Yeah. Um, what do they know? It's saying that uh, conspiracy uh, theory driven domestic extremists are a growing threat, and it notes that it's the first report to do so. Um, lists a number of arrests that have been, you know, I guess people have been arrested because they were acting on conspiracy theory. Yeah, in the video we watched, it was the guy that shot the the wall at Ping Pong Pizza, right? Yeah, um, yeah that, that was the guy, yeah. Where he accidentally hit the server of all the video cameras, <laughs> and uh, it was just a weird coincidence. Yeah, so the document... And his dad worked for uh, the fucking brainwash. Uh they brainwash people for the cia um i don't know man some somehow his dad was connected with mk ultra but it's like every fucking time i i, I hear a new conspiracy it's somehow connected to mk ultra. everything's connected to mk ultra it's like weird and as, as far as like you know the whole manchurian candidate activating a sleeper cell shooter they always blame mk ultra but isn't that weird that everything might be connected somehow to mk ultra Here's the which thing. is a for a fact, real yeah program to brainwash people. But I've done a lot of acid. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seems like I, I I don't see how that connects. While you were on acid, did someone try to coerce you to do something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few times. And maybe it would have stuck. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Um. So uh, yeah, the document specific specifically mentions QAnon, which is you know people that are well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> People that Gabe and I disagree on. <laughs> yeah. Who I think are just uh, conspiracy theorists, you know? Um, I don't know. I, and they think their information is better than most, so. Yeah. Which, uh, that's that's an average conspiracy theorist, but all these QAnon people are, they're Johnny-come-latelys, man. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta, you have to centralize interest in order for it to be effective in a community, you know? It just, it just it bothers me that like all these people that are involved in QAnon think it's because there's a deep state conspiracy against Donald Trump. That's why they're there because they're Trump supporters and they want a reason why people are pushing back against Trump. Uh, that's not the way I see it. Uh, I think there is a. I think there has always been a deep space, deep space. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> uh, deep state conspiracy happening, but I don't think. I think the the QAnon people are expecting Donald Trump to be the hero in the scenario. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't against get against the deep state. That's the thing that I. That's what I don't like about them. You know, well, he he's just some dum dum. Him on the campaign trail was kind of going that way. Well, he yeah he's he said. But once you get in the office and they fucking show all the pictures of people they fucking <laughs> shot. Uh, probably change his mind a little they bit. They show that footage of the Kennedy assassination from the angle you've never seen. <laughs> exactly. From the fucking rose bush or whatever. Yeah. Over the fence. From the scope that they used to shoot him. <laughs> exactly, yeah. With a fucking enormous camera attached to it. Uh, where were we? <laughs> the funniest thing about this. Yeah. Let's just get to the punchline. Okay. Is the FBI says that 
the danger of conspiracy theorists is that they will figure out the things, the illegal things happening in the government that the government doesn't want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the whole point. <laughs> that that's incredible. That that makes me feel good. Yeah. That's like that makes me feel good. They're nervous enough to have leaked a memo. <laughs> a three-letter agency of the United States government thinks that people thinking that the government does illegal things is dangerous. Yeah. To me, that's like... That's great. That's some that's some uh, counterculture shit right yeah, there. You that, know? That's the position that they should be in all the time. <laughs> right. Like, they should realize that they work for us, you know? I mean, they should also have some accountability yeah. to somebody. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's just really interesting. Yeah. I, I like it. It makes me feel nice. So, in closing... Makes me feel like my brain's on the right track. Yeah. So, conspiracy theorists are bad. They're all alt-right shooters that are going to kill you at Walmart. And don't pay attention. The government's got it under control. You know the reason I got into this? And, <laughs> and I, you know, I've said it on the show a few times. Hmm. When George Bush... Uh, after 9-11 said don't pay attention to these outlandish uh conspiracy theories yeah that's when i was like what's he talking about <laughs> <laughs> and then i quickly came to realize yeah. um 9-11 was an inside job <laughs> got 9-11 brain yeah <laughs> the training wheels all right all right what do we got next so russia is i did not even know about this yeah I, until I, you brought it i found this to today the show. uh right before i came over here actually i don't even know if anybody knows about this yeah this is uh you got it from the moscow times moscow times okay so at least five nuclear experts have been killed in a mysterious explosion during a rocket engine test uh at a sea in the northern in northern russia uh Officials have been slow to release information about uh, Thursday's blast, which led to a radiation spike in a nearby city and sparked heightened demand for iodine. That's insane, man. Yeah. That's that's true danger right there. Yeah. So uh, apparently they're testing a delivery system for this nuclear warhead that they have. Using live warheads yeah, with guess. radioactive material yeah. in them. So during this test, uh, they actually... There was this nearby town that was, you know, experiencing these spikes. They evacuated. And that tells you something. Yeah. That tells you this might not have been a test. <laughs> they might just have been wanting to park this thing in orbit or something like that. Uh, Why would you use a live nuclear warhead on a test rocket? I don't know. It's interesting. Something to think about. Something smells. So, uh, apparently, like, there was an explosion during this test. And uh, I don't know, the, the U.S.-based nuclear experts are suspecting that the explosion occurred during the testing of a nuclear power cruise missile that uh, Putin's been talking about for the last year or so. Hmm. Um, you know, supposedly they got this really badass warhead and now they're trying to figure out how to deliver it. <clears throat> well, they might've been doing an, an ocean test. Yeah. Exploding it in their own ocean. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> right next to a village. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. They're saying that there's no risk or whatever, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, they say that thing. They say the same thing about uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, yet they're building an enormous fucking building over that. Did yeah. you Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I almost submitted it to the thing. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Russia and radiation. Mm-hmm. They kind of go hand in hand these days. Yeah, I guess so. All right. What else we got? So uh, I guess we can close out with a fun story. <laughs> close out already? Yeah. No, there's got to be more than that. That's all we got, man. Really? Yeah, unless you want to do that. No. Well, 
the, Ep- the Epstein insanity. That's true. We, we haven't, haven't talked. Yeah, about let, any of this. let's go ahead and just do that. All right, dude. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so Jeffrey Epstein obviously, got murdered in prison. Obviously, he was going <laughs> to die. Obviously, of course, he's going to die. He was getting ready to talk. Um, do we have a timeline of these conspiracies? Uh, so what was it? Two, three weeks ago, he tried to commit suicide. He, he, uh, "Quote unquote," attempted suicide. His roommate, which is a uh, dirty yeah. as fuck cop, yeah, this dirty cop with uh, four murders under his belt. Uh, it was dealing cocaine. Yeah, um, possible murderer for hire. Yeah, and maybe his uh, maybe his uh, files would have been lost, and he would have been released. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows, Who knows yeah, what deal um, could have been struck with suppo- this guy? Yeah, supposedly that guy. You know, he he was saying he was trying to save him. So yeah, you know, we we don't know with his bare hands around his yeah, neck. Yeah, with his hands around his neck. Yeah. Um, given the guy benef- the benefit of the doubt, uh, had Epstein um, truly tried to commit suicide, he would have been on suicide watch. Correct. I mean, yeah, like immediately after they would have placed him on suicide watch for like thirty days. I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah. and he would have been a guard would have passed by him every fifteen to thirty minutes. Yes. Um, so, what went wrong? <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, he was in solitary, correct? Uh, I believe he was isolated because yeah. of there was, you know, reason to believe that maybe his cellmate had assaulted him. Yeah. So he was he was isolated and, you know, placed into a room where he had, you know, paper clothes, basically. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. have access and like he had like the, the non-terrible sheets, you know, yeah. that's what suicide watch usually entails. Like nothing that you can possibly use to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. He was being fed finger foods. So like he had no utensils. Damn. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's what Suicide Watch is in New York State. Right. So, you know, the official story is that somehow he managed to hang himself. I, I think that's what they they finally came out and said, that he tried to hang himself, even though the autopsy re- report came out inconclusive. Yes. Yeah. So the, the story that I saw in the news today was that he hung himself. Mm-hmm. And the, the doctor observing all of this was also, also connected to O.J. Simpson... Uh, MLK and JFK Jr. or something. Really? Yeah, dude. There's there's all kinds of wacky shit. See, I I haven't heard any of that going on about this. All right, hold on. Let me look something up. Okay, so um, let's see. Epstein's death was on 4chan before officials announced it. Did you know that? No. Uh, Authorities had to look into it about 30 minutes before news outlets first reported. Epstein's death in prison, a 4chan users published a detailed post about it. And see, that that's another reason I don't trust those fucking QAnon people. They're 4chan. <laughs> they're fucking assassins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they're, 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 they're 4chan based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Epstein won the Oklahoma Powerball Lottery in 08. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did it went like $28 that? million dollars or something like that. Uh, you know, the... There have been stories that the lottery is connected to the alphabet agencies for funding. Really? Uh, like CIA, it's kind of a slush fund. It's mm-hmm. set up to pay for stuff off the books. Right. And, you know, who else, I don't know who else would do it, but that's, uh, that's a story. Um, uh, Michael Baden uh, is the pathologist that looked at his body. Mm-hmm. Um, he testified for O.J. Simpson's defense. And helped investigate the assassinations of JFK and Martin Luther King Jr. Hmm. Uh, he also hosted an HBO show 
and brought his pathology expertise to bear on celebrity deaths. Oh, is that the guy from Autopsy? Police killings. Um, not sure about that. We'll have to look into that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's some crazy shit about this. I mean, it's it's dirty as fuck, you yeah. know? Um, they're, they're also linking this to, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, that is the guy from Autopsy. Is it? Yeah. That's is a that sh- a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good show, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, so he's a celebrity pathologist. He's like, a, he's like one of the only celebrity pathologists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, remember Anthony Weiner? Yeah. And the rash of suicides of, uh, NYPD cops. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's connected to this. Yeah. I've seen, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. Specifics. I don't know how the connections yeah. are made, but there's in conspiracy circles that's being talked about too. Right. Um, I don't know, man. This, this thing is, it's always been large. What he did was a, an enormous thing. Right. He's been, he's been talked about as a, uh, a Mossad agent. Really? Yeah. Because all the people that he was blackmailing included international, uh, right. Politicians and, and people in power. Well, Khashoggi ties into this too. How? Like supposedly like, uh, Khashoggi's the, the reporter that got dismembered yeah. by, uh, Saudi Arabia. Basically. Yeah. Well, supposedly, like I, I think it was that like Epstein like stayed in like an apartment that was owned by him for a while, like mm. whenever he first like came to New York or something. Hmm. Like it's it's something like that. I don't have the specifics right in front of me, but this thing is confusing. It's really big. It's deep. There's there's a spider web of things that tie to other things. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It's like a conspiracy a conspiracy guy's wet dream. Like, Basically, yeah. It's like this thing's gonna last forever. It's gonna have fucking deep roots. Yeah. That you can dig around in. And then some asshole's gonna like imply that UFOs are involved. And then that's <laughs> oh, gonna geez. that's gonna blow the whole thing. Well, that, like that's gonna that's gonna discredit the whole thing. Well, dude, remember <laughs> what I said about reptilians? <laughs> this yeah. Is, yeah. This is a reptilian invasion. That's true. Everybody in power. And, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh. <laughs> I guess we'll be talking about this for the next five years. Yeah, this, this is our it's our JFK man. <laughs> it, it might be. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> you want? Let's get off of that. Cause yeah, let's, w- we have plenty of time. Yeah, it's gonna keep coming back. So okay, uh, there's a man that is going around wearing a television set on. Is his he head. really a man? Well, there's a person. You can't see. That's true. Yeah, whether I, he's I, a I, human being or not. That's true. I, I, I shouldn't gender and I shouldn't species. <laughs> okay. Um, this guy could be like four aliens stacked on top of each other. Yeah. In a, like in a, the, in a trench coat or yeah. a, a coveralls. <laughs> so th- this person is going around wearing a TV set on their head and they're delivering like 13 inch tube TVs to people's doorsteps and just leaving. <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty badass. <laughs> it's really cool. It's this guy. He's uh, in Henrico County, County, Virginia. Um, yeah, there's some person that's just going around and delivering these things. And because everybody has those ring uh, doorbells, mm-hmm. like on their front porch now, yeah, they have footage of him. <laughs> yeah, that's cool as fuck. He's just this weird guy. Um, let's see. Yeah. And he's just dropping off old, like, analog TVs on people's front doorsteps. There's no motive. They haven't caught the guy. He's just out there. It's just an art project. It yeah, looks it's like. just some guy doing something weird and making the world a stranger place. No, yep, thanks, guy. I'm, I'm so glad he's out there. Um, I think it's Epstein's reanimated corpse. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just let me have something nice, Gabe. Let me have something nice and weird in this world. All right. Sorry. I, I retract that statement. <laughs> uh, 
it's, so it, it's uh, some jock football player artist guy. Yeah, it's just someone out there being Those weird. Those TVs aren't light, by the way. They're not. Even 13-inch TVs aren't light. Yeah, that's, that's a solid... You know, 25, 30 pounds right there. Yep. They, di- they didn't build those things with a handle built into them for nope. no reason. Nope. You know? So, yeah. Thanks, guy. Thanks for... Thanks, dude. You know, giving us a little point of light, even if it's coming from a 13-inch TV. We love it. Um, should we talk about Hawaiian jumpers real quick? Hawaiian jumpers? They're disgusting. Uh Oh, are you talking about the uh, the onesies? Yes. With the shorts? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're about a year late on that. They're fucking terrible, <laughs> and I wish for them to burn... Um, while people are wearing them. Let's bring back spontaneous combustion. Yeah. I always uh, was interested in that, and I'd like to see more of it. Yeah. Maybe we just got to put it out there, you know, psychically into the world and see what we can do. Yeah. All right, dude, you got anything else? I don't. All right. Thank you to LoneStarButtons.com. Do you have a small business, a large business, an event coming up, or a project that you want to promote? Uh, custom pin-on buttons are the way to go. They're inexpensive and if you use lonestarbuttons.com they are high quality um you can email info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call the owner adam stimpy jones at 281-798-1996 they do buttons in different sizes and shapes mirrors bottle openers and magnets so if you want some pretty cool swag give them a call uh also we're brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. <laughs> I just like doing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you need home insurance, flood insurance, auto insurance, or renter's insurance? If you don't got it, get it. If you got it, get it cheaper. Um, give Jessica Dieter a call. She's your new insurance agent as of tomorrow. Uh Give her a call at 281-607-5263 or email jessica.deter, that's D-I-E-T-E-R, at G-H-F-S dot net. She is licensed in Texas, so all you Texans, give her a call or email. She will find you a good deal. Uh, What else we got, Brennan? That's all I got, man. Check out our social medias, um, revengeworld.com. Yeah, that's the best way to get us. Yeah, go there. Check it out. Send us an email. We need some questions. Yes. R-O-T-W-Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some stories. We like, yes. We, we like weirdness. Yep. So just send us something weird. We'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks to uh, Mockingbird Network. Go check them out. Mockingbirdnetwork.com. We'll, we'll be there. Yeah. With a bunch of other great shows. Mm-hmm. Not saying we're great in particular, but you know what I mean? A lot of those shows are pretty great. Yeah, we're out of here. Yeah. Generally, go fuck someone.
Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, thank you for listening to Revenge of the World, episode 147. I'm Gabe, Google Me Dieter, and always, as always, I'm here with Bitch and Brennan Birch. Hello everybody. We can hear you. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Had some technical difficulties at the wow. top of the show, had to start over. Get a fresh old cable. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's working, I'm and happy. Yeah. And then your mom called. Hey! Yeah. Leave my mom out of this, I'll leave this out of your mom. Oh! <laughs> What's up, dude? How you been? Uh, I don't be know. honest. Be honest. Be honest. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I woke up today with just zero serotonin in my body. Uh, my brain is just not working right now. Um, it's like the old days. <laughs> episode ninety nine and below. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're, this is this is probably an episode forty five level. <laughs> it is throwback. No, it's not. Um, throwback Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't. Know. I'm not sure where this is coming from. I don't it's like it. It's Pituitary Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's been the same for me today. I don't know if it's because I'm just nervous about tomorrow. Yeah, or it's if big. the news is getting to me. Yeah. Thank God we don't have to cover that. Yeah. Actually, we do. <laughs> yeah, that's, we're that's, going that's, to. that's kind of the premise of our whole thing we got going on here. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, it's just been that kind of day. Maybe it has. I don't yesterday know. probably would have been better, but we weren't prepared. Yeah, I mean, yes, yesterday Not that we are today. Yesterday was like really good. Like, yeah, you know, got got home, cooked some dinner, took the dog to the dog park for the first time. She flipped out, and had a good time. It was really nice. Good. She was she was worn out in like fifteen minutes, but did they have a water feature? They did not. Oh, okay. But we did. We went to a different park though, and uh, they have like a like little splash pad and stuff. And there's a bunch of cool stuff around there to do. So I'm gonna take Nate back whenever I have him again. Nice. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it was it was a really nice afternoon. And then took a shower, went to bed, woke up, and now, yeah, now it's just bleh. dude. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't either, man. It's uh. <laughs> it is what it is. That's all I got to say about it that. It ain't man. gonna get better today. I don't think so, but man. But we're gonna power through it. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna make this happen regardless. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not telling you to smile or anything. Okay, but uh, I'm not I'm not sexist like that. Uh, <laughs> I keep hearing that um, a smile releases some kind of chemical in your brain. Yeah, that perks up your mood. I don't know. Huh? Is that you? Never heard that? I've never heard that. <sighs> Me either. Did you get this Just off of one of your like holistic foods news websites? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> naturalnews.com. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. need to <laughs> rub some chrysanthemum on my face, or, yeah, and I don't know, oil of lilac <laughs> on your butthole. Hey, um, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this weekend. Nah, fuck that review. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear about <laughs> tweakers uh, planning to break into your house. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, this was last. Was it Friday or Saturday? I don't remember. I had I had Nathan with me at the time, and uh, just needed to go take her car to get worked on at the dealership. Yeah, because like she just bought a brand new car, and like there's a little piece of metal that's hanging off, shouldn't be hanging off. We need to get it fixed. Right. So we we go, we walk out of the house, and we're you know getting ready to walk to our respective vehicles. I'm gonna follow her, pick her up, and then take her back home because we don't know how long this is gonna take. Are you holding hands till you get into your separate cars? No, it's okay. like it's like a thirty foot walk. That would be weird. All right. Um, and where we live is like right on the corner of like these two, like inter- like streets, you know, and on the, across the street on the other corner, we see this like, like kind of light brown, like sand colored Prius pull up. And there's these two guys that are like 
clearly like just twitching and tweaking. Like they've been hmm. they've they've been up for a few days. And one of them gets out of the car and he has like a like a wooden cane, like a shillelagh that he needs to walk. And hmm. walks around to the trunk of his car, pops the trunk, pulls out a garbage bag, and starts changing clothes on our neighbor's yard. Huh. Like just right there, just he like throws his cane down, lays down, and starts changing his shirt and just just real speed freaky behavior. He has you know? to change his shirt on the ground. Yeah, he's, he's just not even gonna stand up. Wow. And like this whole time, like they're kind of like looking at us, looking at the house, looking at us, looking at the house. You know, like wondering if maybe we think what they're doing is weird, which we do, obviously. Like I'm I'm sitting in my car, like, and Jess texts me and says, "Okay, I'm, we're gonna sit here for a second and see what's going on here." Mm-hmm. So we sat there for about five minutes. You know, trying to be inconspicuous, but they knew we knew. You know, it was there. There was obviously we're trying not to look at each other here. Mm-hmm. So finally, it's just like okay, I, I text her. Okay, where's this place at? Let's just go. And we start heading. Back, we start heading over there, and I'm driving down Shepherd, and she calls me and says, "Yeah, that was kind of weird, wasn't it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I should go home." She's like, "Yeah, I think so too." So you know, just told her to you know text me or whatever she needs me. So Nate was come. with you. Yeah, he was with me in the back seat. Oh shit! So we turn around and we go back to the house. Both of you. Me and Nathan. Oh, okay. uh, she she still goes to the dealership. Oh, okay. And where we were parked, we par- we have to park on the side of our house, like on the side of the street. And where we were parked, there was like this big, like red Dodge Ram truck that was beat up, like just kind of you know scratched up. It was like an older, like early two thousands truck. And there's like this like bleach blonde, like alien wernos looking meth head woman, like sitting in this truck. And it's like sitting there, and it's idling. And like I pull up like right in front of the house, and I park, and I get up, like I get out of the car. And I go and I put my key in the door and she just speeds off. Hmm. Like, I, 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 I guess maybe they were going to come back later and load oh, stuff on this. Yeah, I guess maybe they were going to like come back later and like load stuff onto the truck and then take off with it. That was kind of what they were going to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was just real. Were they your actual neighbors? Or? No, I had never seen these people before. Wow. Like m- my neighbors that live right there, they're like these like nerdy software engineer looking people. Hmm. And my neighbors on the other side are like old, you know. Did you tell your neighbors afterwards? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we we meant to, but it just you know didn't happen. But yeah, it was. It was hey, just... if something had happened, they probably would have come to you. You know, yeah. asking about all their shit being gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so now I need like a camera. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to more of these stories. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I I hope it never happens again, man. I mean, well, uh, you I mean, live you live in the truths, bro. I I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I, uh, I feel like I should be able to just not have my personal belongings ransacked every three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it could have been those people that got into your car, you think? I mean, I don't know. It, maybe. Who knows? Criminals, when they when they act and nothing happens to them, they yeah. think that's a safe area to operate, I would think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to go ahead and buy one of those little motion-activated ring camera things, you know, the doorbells that have the camera on them. You know, whenever it first happened, I was really mad, and I was like, man, I'm going to buy a gun. But, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Especially after, like, the news this week. It's just like, that's really put the damper on that whole thing. Uh, just get a hooker gun. Yeah, I don't need you a can't gun. can't kill more than one person with one of those. I, I just, I don't need a gun. Yeah. Especially for days like today, man. <laughs> this is true. That's the last thing I need in my house. Yeah, that's true. Um, ah, man. Yeah. There's been a lot of crime in my area, uh, more than... There has been in the past, mm-hmm. the recent past. Yeah. Um, me and Jess were sitting outside last night and we heard gunshots in the distance, which has kind of become a regular thing. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and, but I never see any reports about anyone getting shot. Yeah. It's just, I can hear gunfire. So mm-hmm. I don't know 
That's kind of a mystery. Yeah, that's pretty strange. Hey, uh, did you happen to like watch the the demolition of the bank building in Pasadena? Not live. Yeah, I saw a, a video of it. Yeah, I slept in that day. Yeah, I was I was supposed to like meet up with some. I was supposed to meet up with uh, Steve and go on a bike ride thing, but I wasn't able to because my tires were flat and I had this. It was a whole thing. But Your tires were flat on my bike. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I someone you know gave me a bike or whatever, but the the tires had like a different like stem thing on them, so I had to order a part, and it's like ugh, it was a whole hassle. <laughs> yeah, you're fixie. Yeah, I'm, nice. I'm that guy now. Yep. Ugh. What else is going on? Anything what else is going on? Well, I mean, other than the fact that I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right, I'll buy it. <laughs> I, I, I saw you didn't like it too much. I didn't, man. It's it's. I don't know. Like I feel like the last like four or five Quentin Quentin Tarantino movies. Like I don't know. It's like he wants to make like a serious, you know, dramatic, artsy thing until like the last twenty minutes and go full grindhouse retard murder. You know, hmm. and and it feels unearned. And really, yeah. And I don't know. It just, so. A couple days ago, I watched um, the Hateful Eight extended version yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. The extended version? No, I don't think I've watched the entire extended version yet. They break it down into four episodes. Right. And it's, the pacing for, for an episodic is so good. Really? Like, I never thought, it never occurred to me that it, something like that would be a perfect format for that. Yeah. Um, so is there, like, more footage, or, like, what is it? Uh... If there is, it's not it's not something I would recognize. Okay. Maybe more exterior shots or something like that. Um, but I was really entertained by it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, and today I watched Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. which I didn't really care for when I first saw it in the theater. Yeah. But on TV, it's great. Like I really, I really enjoy it. I I like Inglorious Bastards a lot. Yeah. I, I think it's one of his better movies. <clears throat> I think there could have been it could have been longer. Like. Uh, because they kind of jump around. Yeah. But, I mean, that's been one of my big complaints about his movies in the last few years is just, they're so long. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. I don't know. I I don't like a long movie anymore. Anything more than two hours, I'm, I'm ready to go. Really? Yeah. Wow. I just, I, I don't see why it has to be, I don't see why an Avengers movie has to be three hours long. You know what I mean? Well, mm, something with a large ensemble cast, uh, I could see going over two hours. <sighs> do, we, do we really care about all those people, though? Really? apparently you don't <laughs> but, but i mean you know like like in once upon a time in hollywood it feels like there's like h- half an hour of brad pitt driving like just driving mm. around and listening to music and hey it's hollywood in the 60s you know and is it like transitional stuff or? it it feels like that but it's really long you know and it mm. just i don't know i and i feel like the manson stuff was wasted and i don't know i just i didn't love it just loved it but she also like doesn't know anything about like Spawn Ranch and like you know the whole Manson cult or anything like that. So she didn't go in with like all the crap in her head that I did, mm. you know. So I guess maybe it's more enjoyable. So you had expectations. Well, I mean, maybe. maybe. I, I think just if I'm hearing that this movie is going to involve you know the whole Sharon Tate thing and you know Spawn Ranch and all this other stuff, I come expecting yeah a certain amount of like certain things, you know. And I don't know. Mm, yeah. The way Tarantino handles historical figures isn't always the most accurate. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean clearly he machine gunned Hitler in the face. <laughs> right. You know, I, I get it. Yeah. And 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 I and I think that's that that was one of my favorite parts of the movie of Inglorious Bastards is whenever he just destroyed history. It was great. Yeah. But I don't know. It just everything in this movie like was not like so hyper stylized. Like say the way 
you know, Inglorious Bastards was, where you could get away with something like that, where there mm-hmm. were those reality breaks. So, you know, whenever, like, you know, Hugo Stiglitz or whatever p- appears and they do the 70s pimp graphics and Samuel L. Jackson narration starts, okay, right. that kind of prepares yeah. you for, okay, things are not playing by the rules necessarily. This movie played it really, really straight until, like, the last 20 minutes and just went out the window. Hmm. And I don't know. It's like, he tries to have it both ways. That's the same thing he did with Django Unchained. Like, you know, he wanted to make a hit. Like, it felt like parts of it were, like, a super serious historical slave drama, and then he goes, like, to a John Woo gunfight at the end. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you didn't earn that. Uh, maybe that's just his thing, though. It just, I mean... It felt taped together. Yeah. And, like, his earlier movies didn't, you know? It was it was all a very cohesive vision, like, whenever he was going in. Like, Pulp Fiction didn't have anything completely insane like that. Really? Everything in Pulp Fiction felt like it belonged in that movie. Yeah, but, well, Pulp Fiction was a series of stories happening... In a in a jumbled way, yeah. So I could see the craziness happening consistently. You know, yeah. It did have a bit of a setup it, in the it, beginning. There was there was an established reality, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was an established believable. Because I mean, you can do crazy things like that if we're expected but, to believe this reality can support those sort of crazy ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the movies you're saying that where he didn't earn it, those movies weren't uh, jumbled movies. You know. Well, I mean, I those weren't the same as Pulp Fiction. I don't think the narrative has to be jumbled to earn those beats where you can do the crazy stuff later. It's like you, it just felt like too big of a tonal shift. And that happens mm-hmm. a lot in his later movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, see it. I'm not telling anybody not to see it. Yeah. But, you know, it just wasn't for me. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of. But I mean, at the same time, I also hated Hateful Eight when I first saw it. And I came to really like it. I really, really enjoy that movie. I like, I, I really like it now. But when I saw it, I did not like it. Because. The more you see it, the more small stuff you'll notice. Mm-hmm. Like how they treated uh, Michael Madsen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> as they just kept picking on him. Yeah. The the movie itself kept picking on him as a character. Right. And like the flashback before you know uh, the bounty hunter showed up, he was just like cool as fuck. Nobody fucked with him. He was like totally accepted by yeah. everybody. And then as soon as shit went south he just got shit on like, yeah constantly and uh i don't know it was that movie's really fun mm-hmm. Django and chain though I, i'm not sure but people hate quentin tarantino movies yeah i mean and i i can see their points as being valid mm-hmm. it's just i don't feel that way right uh but i'm lenient as fuck on movies too yeah like i i think everything that goes to the theater is a blessing but uh yeah, I mean, I, I shit on certain stuff, but I mean, I, don't know, I, I think you, I think you'll definitely be entertained by it, you know. Cool. And I mean, that, that that tends to be like your criteria. Was it entertaining? Great, you know. I will go see it. Just wants to see it too, so yeah, I'll take her. Um, other than that, I got a job interview tomorrow. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get this. Uh, seems promising. Yeah, and uh, I won't be sitting on my ass anymore. Yeah. or you know. It's kind of a mix because I had plans. I wanted to accomplish some goals before I really, really had to go back to work. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to have to do the nine to five thing and try and get that done too. Yeah. Dude, wait till I s- show you what's going on in the studio. Oh, yeah. I got I got some shit rolling for uh, Zine Fest and this thing at uh Fuck, what is that brewery? St. Arnold? St. Arnold, yeah. Uh, I got some things coming up for that stuff really yeah oh, it feels good it feels yeah. good to have some projects on the board and, and making headway on that yeah. stuff 
kind of getting back in the swing. It's stuff that I, I never thought was possible. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. It's uh, it's different. It's different than stuff I've I've done in the past. So we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see how it turns out. So far, um, I have high hopes. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the art front, like we we just finally got our studio like somewhat into a functional state. Yeah. You gonna uh, host an art night soon? Well, I need to get a kitchen table first. That's coming. Oh yeah. That's coming either this week or next week. But uh, yeah, we're 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 get we're we're, we're getting there. But cool. Yeah, I've, I've been drawing a lot, and I don't know, like. I'm not sure I want to draw for other people's entertainment anymore. <laughs> Dude, like, uh, I completely understand that. Like, I, I, I don't know that I care to make things to show them anymore. Yeah. Maybe, I, I think that might be part of kind of what's going on with me right now. I don't know. And that's a, that's a pretty, like, weird shift, you know? I don't know if it's good or bad. Dude, the most progress I've ever made as an artist is when I was doing it to do it. And yeah. before I had any kind of agenda. Yeah. Like, that's when I made the most progress. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as any sort of public presentation goes, like, the only thing I could think of that I'd kind of want to do is just do graffiti and not put my name on it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't I don't know that I care to show anymore. I don't necessarily care about selling stuff anymore. And um, what made you feel that way? I don't know. It's just, I, like, I deleted my art Instagram a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I noticed no difference in my life except for you know i wouldn't every now and then think oh man i need to post something because <laughs> i don't because it, it, that felt like a chore which was dumb that shouldn't even be a chore yeah it should just be something i do but hasn't been lately just because i've been doing so much stuff with the houses you mm-hmm. know for the past several months and i don't know it's just even if even if you had a purpose to post on on instagram yeah what would you get out of it exactly like, i mean I, I don't find it to be rewarding to participate in it's not like any sort of like you know system that people would I guess assign value to your work by mm-hmm. you know by say how many followers you have on Instagram or if you're selling work or if it, you, how often you're making your zine or if whatever. you have followers doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get exactly. any attention because yeah. of the algorithm stuff so I mean it's just like I'm I'm finding no value in that aspect of making stuff. I don't want to stop because I love doing it, you know. Right. And I don't know. I I just I don't think that I'm going to I guess like participate in the game of it anymore as far as that's concerned. And I don't know. That that's been a, just a weird shift I've been kind of rolling around in my head. I've been drawing my ass off uh and not posting the final product. Yeah. Like I've just been posting like progress. The beginning of whatever it's going to be. Mm. And, uh, except for the last post I did, which is that alligator yeah. astronaut. That's really cool. Barely got 50 likes. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not going to make me, uh, <laughs> like I'm accepting an Academy Award, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, it is what it is. I don't get any satisfaction from sharing online anymore. Yeah. Like, well, now that the whole system is like so gamified against people that create stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's like they, they just want you to buy that engagement that you were already getting. Right. That's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. With, and they'll deny you the promotion anyway, because maybe you said a dirty word or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe you're trying to convey an idea that yeah. doesn't fly with the standards. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's not as fun as it used to be. It's really not. Like, the like kind of the Wild West days of, like, doing your own thing or going away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They, I think it's, it, they, I think it's kind of in a transitional period where people are going to have to find a new way to do it. Yeah, just go to the website revengetheworld.com. <laughs> <laughs>
You don't have to go to our social medias. Nope. We'll uh we'll tell you what to think. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a positive uh episode this has been. Yeah. Let's go to some uh let's go to some real positive let's news. Let's go to some <laughs> murder and mayhem. How about that? We're going straight to murder and mayhem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Let's, let's talking positive okay. Okay, today we are going to talk about Howard Unruh and the Walk of Death. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Um, so, this is actually the first recorded uh, mass shooting in the United States. Uh, it took place, when, when was it? On September 6, 1949. Uh, this guy, Howard Unruh, he was, a, he was an Army veteran. He served in World War II uh, in Rhineland, I believe. Uh, and That's Germany. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, he, he was by all accounts, a really good soldier, you know, his, uh, his, his chief said he'd never, you know, never chased girls, never swore. And he's a smart, quiet man, man that read his Bible and wrote letters to his mother. Okay. Um, <laughs> which serial killer. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he was, yeah, but, uh, you know, he was, he was really into guns and he was a really good marksman, but he was honorably discharged from the war, came back from New Jersey and just was never the same after World War II because yeah. World War II was really tough on people. He was, as as you referred to it earlier, shell shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we would now call that PTSD, and you know, there's treatment, and you would go into a medical professional's care. But now back then, you know, people just you know walked it off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he after he got out of the military, he had a couple of jobs. None of them were really super lucrative or anything. Uh, he ended up having to move back in with his mother, who supported him by, I guess she worked in a soap factory or something like that. And you could pay him, pay your mortgage making soap. Yeah, yeah you, you could pay your mortgage then. with like you know just your mother working in a soap factory. You could support your adult son and have a house, and you know because that's just how things were. In the that's insane. Maybe you would take a bus to work. Yeah, but you know you could feed yourself. So after he moved into this house, he started kind of beefing with the neighbors. Uh, his neighbor that lived behind him was a pharmacist and would walk through his yard all the time. And they would always kind of bicker about that. He had some trouble with the local barber, local shoemaker, a local tailor, you know, just all these different guys, you know, they just didn't like him. Cause I guess he was just kind of an unruly bastard on account of the shell shock. Mm-hmm. And, um, did they tell him to check his privilege? I don't think that was a thing then. Uh, <laughs> Everybody was yeah. privileged back then. Yeah. Even unemployed. Yeah. Sons of soap factory workers. So he pretty much spent all of his time whenever he was like living in his mother's house, fighting with all these people and practicing shooting in his basement, which he'd converted into a shooting range. Just that's insane. Yeah, he just started setting up targets in his mother's basement and shooting them in the house. No red flags, though. You know. No. Yeah, I think many of people had shooting ranges in their basements. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe that was a normal thing. Maybe continue. Bruno. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess. Uh, so he's having all these problems with his neighbors and like the events that kind of took place right before, you know, he finally snaps. He is going to a movie theater in Philadelphia and um, he's expecting to meet another man because this this movie theater was known as, you know, a place where homosexual men could meet up and jerk each other. Off. Well, whatever, you know, and because, you know, back then, you know, there, there weren't gay bars. There, were, there wasn't really like a scene for all these guys coming back from World War Two. You know, Tom of Finland wasn't really a thing yet. Uh, so yeah, he, he'd, he'd gone to this theater. He was supposed to be meeting this guy that he'd been on a couple of dates with and they were going to hang out at the movies and he got stuck in traffic and the guy, I guess, you know, split because he got tired of waiting for him. So 
he went to the theater. He sat there until like 3 a.m. Damn. And then he went home. And the next morning, he just decided, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this. I'm tired of all these people picking on me. You know, it's 1949 and I'm gay and life sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So at 7 a.m. on September 6th, 1949. Could have been worse. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it could always be worse, but I wouldn't Every wanna... man has his breaking point after suffering shell shock. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be like a gay veteran with PTSD in 1949. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough life. So he ate his breakfast that morning. Uh, his mom went to visit her neighbor, and then around 9.20 a.m., he took his Luger P08 uh, pistol with two eight-round magazines and 33 loose shells and left his apartment and started walking down this street. It's like kind of the main drag called River Road. First place he went was to the shoemaker, this guy, uh, John Polarchik. He just shot him and killed him, point blank, instantly. Went to the barber shop. this guy, uh, Clark Hoover, his other guy, his other, you know, bed noir, and... <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, Clark Hoover was actually cutting the hair of a six-year-old boy at the time. God and damn it. He shot Clark and then shot the boy in the neck, and they both died instantly. He went to the pharmacy to kill uh, this guy, Maurice Cohen, but he wasn't there. Instead, he uh, ran across an insurance guy named James Hutton. Um, Unruh asked him to move. He didn't move fast enough, so he shot him. He entered the drugstore, found it empty, uh, went to the back where he found... Uh, he went to the back, and then he went upstairs, because there was an apartment upstairs where the pharmacist lived. And he uh, found the pharmacist and his son running away. He shot and killed Cohen. The boy managed to escape. Uh, he went and killed Cohen's mother. He walked down the street, and there was a car that was about to run him over. He walked up to the driver and shot the driver. He went to a tailor shop and killed the tailor. And that was... Well, he didn't, kill, he didn't kill the tailor. He shot the tailor, but the tailor survived. Um, he... Basically just walked down the street, just plugging all these people. That's insane, man. Um, during the course of his rampage, someone heard gunfire and came out with, like, a hunting rifle and shot at him and then just took off and ran back into the building. Well, later on, whenever he was captured, they discovered that he'd actually been hit. Oh, wow. He, I guess maybe he didn't give any sign that he'd been shot. So he was, like, sitting there being interrogated by the police before anybody noticed that he'd even been shot. Damn. So the guy was just, like, out of his head, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that natural PCP. I guess so. So he shoots all these people. He goes back to his house. And then there, the police show up and a gunfight ensues. There's a journalist, a guy named Philip Buxton. He's a guy who wrote for the Camden Evening Courier. He found Unruh's phone number during the shootout and called him. Hmm. So, like, the, the following is like a transcription of the phone call. Uh, this is the, the reporter. He says, is this Howard? Yes. What's the name of the party you want? Uh, Unruh. Oh, can we do this as a play? Okay, uh, do you want to be, you want to be Howard, or do you want to be the, the reporter? Uh, I'll be the reporter. Okay. Wait, let me get my... Is this Howard? Yes. What's the last name of the party you want? Unruh. What's the last name of the party you want? Unruh. I'm a friend, and I want to know what they're doing to you. They're not doing a damn thing to me, but I'm doing plenty to them. How many have you killed? I don't know yet, because I haven't counted them. What? But it looks, but it looks like a pretty good score. Why are you killing people? I don't know. I can't answer that yet. I'm too busy. And then at that point, Buxton heard Unruh move away from his phone as gunfire move away from the phone as gunfire was heard in the background. I'll talk to you later. I have a couple of friends coming for us that are coming to get me. And then voice trails off. I guess he's getting arrested at this point. So yeah, uh, the gunfight ends. There's uh, tear gas in the apartment. Fills the apartment. Um, he comes out with... Let's see. They, they tell him to come out with his hands up. And he says, I give up. Don't shoot. He emerged from the building, stumbled down the stairs, and fell to the feet of the detectives. Uh, they went into his house, they found an arsenal of guns, knives, weapons, bullet-making bullet equipment, 
700 bullets, uh, marksmanship medals, and they found his target range. They found his Bible, which was open to Matthew chapter 24, which I couldn't find any significance in that. Mm. And the police also found books relating to sex hygiene. You got to pull it back and wash underneath, right? Yeah. That's basically what the book said. <laughs> so... <laughs> Whenever it went for time for him to go to trial, uh, he was declared criminally insane. Mm-hmm. You know, um, said, which he should yeah, be. He, he was charged with uh, thirteen counts of willful and malicious slayings with malice after with malice aforethought and atrocious assault and battery. He was uh, diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, found to be insane, made a, which made him immune to criminal prosecution. Uh, he was sent to uh, the New Jersey Hospital for the Insane, which is now the Trenton Psychiatric Hospital, held in a private and held in a private cell. So. Whenever he was incarcerated, uh, he, he lived there until 2009, and I guess he was interviewed, and his last public words were, uh, "If uh, I'd have killed a thousand if I had enough bullets. Damn. So, there is the story of Howard Unruh and the Walk of Death. So, keep in mind, this is before Twitter, this is before Fox News, this is before punk rock, this is before Judas Priest, this is before violent video games, this is before violent movies. Before parent advisory. Yeah, before the parental advisory board and all these things that everybody likes to blame mass shootings on. 1949, Howard Unruh. The end. <laughs> Pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man. So he was born in 1921 and died in 09? Yeah. He lived to be 88, I believe. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 88. You know what that also stands for? <laughs> No, Gabe. What does that stand for? I believe it's the eighth, uh, <laughs> eighth letter of the alphabet. Uh, no, he fought those guys in World War Two. Yeah. WW2. Um, yeah, pretty crazy, man. Yep. I think they should put money back into putting people in asylums. <laughs> Maybe yeah. before it comes to something like that. Maybe Reagan wasn't right about that. <laughs> Maybe. Or maybe we should just, like, have readily available access to mental health care. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Don't allow people to shell shock to have, what was it, 700 rounds of ammunition? <laughs> All the equipment to make his own ammunition. Jesus. <laughs> and, a, and a, a shooting, shooting range, range in, a, in his basement. And a Nazi pistol in his pocket. Crazy. <laughs> well, thanks, Brennan. How about some uh, friend questions? Sure. We have no friend questions. <laughs> Did you post friend questions? Uh, yeah, but I suspended my Facebook account too. Oh, fuck, so. <laughs> I forgot. How do you do that? Well, you deactivate it. It's it's pretty easy. You gotta show me. Yeah, I'm not going to. Then we'll never get any friend questions. Yeah, we'll never have to promote the show ever again either. All right. <clears throat> I'm gassy today. Me too. We could talk about all the fucking uh, YouTube videos that Mike Todd sends the show. <laughs> yeah and okay they're deemed irrelevant <laughs> thanks mike todd thanks for nothing no um yeah so this is just a reminder if you want to send anything into the show that we can talk about during friend questions you can uh respond to our facebook posts or you can email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com have you ever checked that email because i haven't i check it all the time okay <laughs> Um, not a lot going on in there. Yeah. But, uh... A lot of Nigerian princes want to send us a million dollars. Yeah. We just have to add the first thousand to get it unlocked. Ah. To bribe the, uh, the bankers. Right. To release it. Uh, what else we got? You want to hit some tinfoil? Yeah, let's do it. 
Let's make shit. First off, let me just tell you, I love YouTube. I watch it all the fucking time. I watch it on my TV set. Yeah. Uh, Someone did a body language analysis of Bob Lazar uh, in the 80s, his 80s interview, Mm -hmm. and compared it with his uh, interview on Rogan. Yeah. And scarily, uh, there were no... No instances of uh, hanky panky going on. Really? Yeah. Like both both of the interviews were consistent with each other, mm-hmm. and also consistent. the The body language was saying that he wasn't being deceitful. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. What do we got, Brennan? Uh, I don't know. Are we gonna do this NSA whistleblower guy? Let's do this India story first. Okay. Uh, where's the kid with a million teeth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So a you know okay nature is fucking disturbing. Yes. I mean, it will pick one out of ten million people and just decide, hey, instead (laughs) instead of giving A B C D and you know. Mm-hmm. Through the alphabet, people teeth. I'm gonna put all of their teeth into this one person. <laughs> this, this is like some like horror anime shit, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, a seven year old boy uh, had 500 teeth removed from his mouth in India. Okay, very crazy. Um, this is the kind of story you used to see on uh, 2020 or something <laughs> like that. 60 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, Hard copy. Yeah, when when they used to you know, help people in, in third world countries uh, come over to the U.S. and get, you know, special surgeries. Yeah. This one actually took place in India, which is surprising. I mean, I'm glad they're... They've, they're able to do it. That's they've awesome. They've improved that much in 20 years. Yeah. That's great. So this kid, he was uh, complaining about having a swelling, swollen and aching jaw. Uh, surgeon at the Savitha Dental College and Hospital in Ch- Chennai, India, operated and found 526 teeth crammed inside his mouth. Uh... There was a well. Not, of- not that he had teeth in his mouth and was holding them there. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. were growing in his mouth. Uh, it says he had a well-defined bag-like mass extracted from his jaw, which weighed seven ounces and contained hundreds of miniature teeth. That's oh. insane. <laughs> so, uh. any, any, anybody listening right now, uh, Google child's tooth X-ray, <laughs> and you'll you'll be able to see what baby teeth look like, mm-hmm. and they're they're like buried inside every child's face yeah because you know once your baby teeth fall out when you're what six or something like that yeah your your grown-up teeth come in Mm -hmm. and they're stored yeah since you were born in your face Mm -hmm. (laughs) waiting to come out it's kind of like how your fingernails like you have all the fingernails you're ever going to have inside your fingers and then they slowly push out over time (laughs) shut the fuck (laughs) Are you talking about uh, Rob Leefield's Wolverine claws that are four feet long? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this this kid had a whole bag of teeth in his in his jaw. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. It says each tooth varied in size from one millimeter to fifteen millimeters. And they displayed a crown covered with enamel and a root-like structure. So it was a full tooth. Fifteen millimeters is fifteen dimes stacked on top of each other. Yeah, that's like. That's a pretty big ass tooth. That's that, like a that's like a big dog tooth. That's tooth and root, hopefully. Yeah. Not just the fucking <laughs> tooth. Says <laughs> there are no other problems. Uh let's see, uh let's see, uh 
Though there is no problem with the growth of other teeth in the boy, the growth of the molar teeth have, is permanently affected. Uh, he's going to have to have molar implants when he turns 16. They took his regular molars out? They probably had to move them out of the way to get, <laughs> Damn. To get the other 526 out. Damn. So, yeah, no, right. no jaw reconstruction. Uh, they're saying it's, uh, I guess, the... the, 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 blah, 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 blah. the Surgeon said the lesion uh, known as compound odont... Move the cursor. <laughs> Odontoma <laughs> may be attributed to generic or environmental factors. Oh, you think? Yeah. Probably just grew up drinking irradiated water or something. Yeah. Or drinking out of a river people float corpses yeah. down. Yeah, or the burning corpses. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, so, congratulations, kid. Yeah, good job, man. You made it. You made it into the news. There's your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Now try and invent something to clean up your water. <laughs> yeah. Or environment. Whatever. Okay. Or you can go the Japanese route and you can invent human-animal hybrids. Yeah. Totally right. legal. Yeah. <laughs> they just want something new to fuck. Sick bastards. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to make a, a, a lady with wings on her head and fucking claw yeah. feet. So a Japanese geneticist named uh, Hiromitsu Nakayuchi uh, will be heading up a team of scientists that will be growing human-animal hybrids, a.k.a. chimeras. Nice. <laughs> they actually use the word chimeras in this article. Nice. <laughs> That's elaborate. for all you D&D heads out there. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, they're going to be conducting... Isn't that what a centaur is? Or uh, Yeah, 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 I guess so. Nice. So they're going to be uh, conducting these experiments at the University of Tokyo, where they will be splicing human genes with those of animals. As dude, the, they're getting a little bit loosey goosey with the information. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck. I I don't know that I trust IntelliHub.com. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe this big Trumpy Bear ad in the middle of their page is. <laughs> hey, they got to pay the bills somehow. Uh, now they're going into a full description of what a chimera is. I'm not going to read yeah. that. Yeah. No. Anyway, Come on, man. Well, I mean, there, there's like factual versions of this story, which is weird enough on its own without getting into D and D lore. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's. Well, that's where the Japanese got it. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I guess some Japanese scientists are gonna make cat girls now. They're gonna make uh, hands with made out of squid tentacles. Yep. I wonder how long it's gonna be before this because they don't have to blur those out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't have to blur out the tentacles. Yeah. I wonder how long it's gonna be before like this becomes like a an affordable body modification for people to get. Uh, it's probably cheaper than cybernetic stuff, right? Uh, I don't know, man. Genetics? That's that's very expensive, I would imagine. Dude, have you heard about what the Amazing Jonathan did? No. Do you know who the Amazing Jonathan is? Yeah, the magician. Yeah. Comedian. Method. Uh, magician. Well, he just had a, a documentary put out on, I think, Hulu or mm -hmm. Amazon. Have you seen it? Um, no, but I'm, I'm familiar with the story of the documentary though. So I've heard, I've heard people talk about it and apparently he got, uh, diabetes really bad Yeah, and he lost a toe. Mm -hmm. Well, he got, uh, stem cells off the black market from Mexico, injected his toe and it grew back a nub. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I mean. That is like the most speed freaky Las Vegas magician thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. That's amazing. So, yeah, I I don't think it's that expensive. <laughs> if you can get it off the black market from Mexico. Um, if you can get on the dark web and yeah. buy stem cells. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Man, dude, we are living in 
some William Gibson ass times, dude. That's crazy. Word. What's next? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to do this NSA guy or let's do this Google one. guy? Which one? FBI? Yeah. Let's get serious. Okay. So an FBI document warns conspiracy theories are a new domestic terrorism threat. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that, you know, the FBI is saying it's a domestic terrorism threat because they're going to find out things that the government wants to stay hidden. Mm-hmm. Which, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what means, are you hiding? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, it says, uh, the document specifically mentions QAnon, yeah. a shadowy network that reveals stuff that <sighs> some people say QAnon is does come bullshit. true. QAnon's bullshit. I don't know, man. Q is bullshit. I don't know. I, I hear a lot of a lot of stuff that the real QAnon releases comes true in a matter of like hours. Do you know about the story of Q? Um, I mean, I know a story of Q, but I don't know. There's a lot of disinformation about it. There were these Italian anarchists that, like... I heard that story. Okay, yeah. Yeah. In the 90s that wrote that book Mm -hmm. that basically talks about how they created this fictional person named Q that would reveal information about the secrets and lead a revolution. Right. And then 4chan picked that up, and then now QAnon is like this augmented reality game of conspiracy theory, basically. Mm, Yeah, but life does imitate art sometimes. And it's, I mean, look at, look at fucking, uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah. And then look at Anonymous. I mean, they made that into something. Mm, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, I don't buy QAnon for one second. I mean, have, have you ever, have you gotten into QAnon Twitter at all? No, I, I let, I mean, I let other people vet stuff that comes out as true. Like there, there's just, there's too many dumb fucks involved, man. It's just, it's, it, I, I don't. Dude. The conspiracy world is full of dumb fucks. Yeah, it is. You just have to kind of. That's why. That's why I don't like to. I'll. I'll read some stuff, mm-hmm. but there's like so much dumb shit that you have to wade through to get to any kind of facts. Yeah, I mean, th- and there's people out there that do it. I'm just not one of them. Like there, there is truth to a lot of what's out there, you know. But you have to get through this like idiotic like comic bookification of everything you know and that's what i feel QAnon is like like the big thing that QAnon was about was like pizzagate that's how they kind of became you know this well-known thing i mean we're finding out that there really is some dark creepy pedophiles like pedophile 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 (laughs) that'll make it through the nsa filters so there's like dark you know creepy pedophilia stuff that does happen but it's not you know hillary clinton's vampire cult running a pedophile ring out of a pizza restaurant dude you know <laughs> calm down on that shit man because <laughs> you don't know for sure <laughs> it doesn't even have a basement man <laughs> no dude you need to you need to oh my god i can't believe i was gonna oh, say come it. on say it, it. <laughs> they the building that was described as having a basement isn't even the right that's uh what what pizza place was that they uh, were comment ping pong no, no, no. It was uh, the other one. That was the pizza place that was in pizza. No, no. There were two two pizza places. This is the first time Comet I've Comet Ping that. Pong does have a basement. That's where all the ping pong tables are. The other one that was shot, which mysteriously went through a, uh, a, com- a computer, the bullet went through a computer and destroyed the, the hard drive, um, 
That was someplace else. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway. Anyway. We're getting into the weeds. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that the FBI thinks that um, secrets being reveal- revealed about the government is uh, a threat to national security. I mean, kind of is. I can see that. It's... <sighs> but a, d- a domestic terror threat would only mean that conspiracy theorists would organize in some kind of way. Yeah. I, I just which think, I could also see. I just think that all of this stuff is like way less, you know, James Bond and way more burn after reading. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. People are accidentally stumbling onto some truth, but there's just way too much crap out there. And I don't know. Hmm. That's not the feeling I get when I, when I think about conspiracy theorists, because I, I think of it more of as co- a community <clears throat> of people that take bits and pieces and try to, to create a whole picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Like pieces of a puzzle and try to create a puzzle around it. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm I mean, not saying they're doing a great job. A lot, a lot of people though they they start developing their conclusion and then start taking things to build towards that conclusion. Though, like for an example, I think I've talked about this one time before. Uh, like just kind of as a nerdy thing that dumb high school kids do. Some friends of mine and I once decided that uh, Adolf Hitler had genetically engineered penguins uh, as a weapon of war. Dude, he did. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the thing is, we were able to just go find a bunch of random little bits and pieces of information where like, you could put that together and make that seem like a real thing. It wasn't real, but it was just a funny joke. Hmm. You know? it's enti- like, And that's the thing that's dangerous about that is, I don't know, you have to, if, you, if you're not keeping unbiased, you wind up with QAnon. Hmm. I think we're going to have to do some research on this because I'm pretty sure whether QAnon is... Uh, a thousand different people fucking around, or if it's one guy that spreads disinformation, I do think that, that there has been some accurate releases. And uh, maybe I'll just have to pull them up and yeah. show you, because I think, I think they do exist. I'm not, I'm, I'm not buying into Q one bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. What do we got next? Okay, uh, do we want to do this Google whistleblower? or Sure. Okay, uh, a Google whistleblower has been placed on administrative leave hours after Project Veritas published software engineer Greg Coppola admitting that Silicon Valley big tech has been biased against conservatives since the 2016 election, according to Newsbusters, which I don't know what that is. Uh, Newsbusters is a a website that points out lies that the media tells. Uh, Basically, okay, so this Coppola guy... It says he believes that we're at a really important point in human history where we have to just decide now that we uh, kind of are seeing tech use its power to manipulate people. Duh. Yeah, I mean, bas- which that's, I mean, that's never been, that's always been the case. It's, if it wasn't the internet, it was television. If it wasn't television, it was the newspaper. If it wasn't the newspapers, it was books. You know, it's, that's, yeah. The people in power have always used media to manipulate people. <laughs> yeah. It's just now it's getting really creepy because they can track us all the time, you know? they can record us and they can cater to every want need because they're constantly recording <laughs> well i think that i mean this is this is linked kind of because i'm watching i'm i'm keeping track of a tulsi gabbard smear campaign going on uh the liberal news media msn mm-hmm. and cnn uh msnbc um and i'm what you know I, i'm carrying that over from her lawsuit against google right uh, but have you ever watched i mean if you watch msnbc they have commercials by raytheon and boeing yeah on their fucking shows right and that is insane yeah the the democratic debate was sponsored by fucking manufacturers of war it's insane man 
Uh, no one bats an eye either. Weren't there like no. ph- weren't there like pharmaceutical uh, companies also? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pfizer and all that shit. Um, yeah. So you have that going on, like into doubt that Google has bad intentions for <laughs> democracy of your own country, the country it it, it resides in. Like yeah. you're really missing out on what's yeah. going on. But yeah, is Google biased against uh, conservatives? I have no doubt. Yeah. I'm sure not all conservatives, because some conservatives probably align with what they want to do. Right. And I'm sure that they donate to their campaigns, you know? Mm. But there are there are politicians out there that want to break Google up. And right. I'm sure they lobby against that, because they're in the business of making profit. Right. What's profitable about breaking up your company? <sighs> Next story. Okay. No comment from Britain. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I basically just agree. Let, yeah. let me rant. Uh yeah. Uh, how about that iran story okay that's interesting yeah i don't know anything about this uh so iran sentences a cia spying to death and published a video and photos of the americans uh so these are not white people these are the these are the the people let's see in the economic nuclear infrastructure military and cyber areas that were handled by the cia Mm -hmm. so these are basically informants, I guess, or yeah. or maybe just agents. Sources. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's tough, man. And it says they've, basically just says they've been working as contractors or consultants for the CIA and they're going to get the death penalty. Um, you know what I love? Uh, when uh, ex-CIA agent Mike Baker is on uh, Rogan uh, and yeah. you get to hear that guy talk for two hours yeah. and you get to see everything he doesn't want to talk about Mm -hmm. and he changes the subject and he actually discussed this and basically didn't deny that this was happening right uh which i thought was interesting i mean because some things he'll flat out deny Mm -hmm. and some things he'll change the subject but this subject he uh he said it was uh unfortunate if it was true yeah which means it's probably true probably true right i think it's kind of funny that you know he's letting a cia agent on his show (laughs) Dude, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any of those fools anywhere near us. Well, that that guy's super. Uh, as far as his first couple appearances were uh, super interesting, because he was talking about everything he could talk about. But when he ran out of that stuff, yeah, and Joe wanted to talk about JFK, suddenly Mike Baker wants to talk about uh, MLK. Yeah, change the subject. Yeah, quickly. It's just interesting. There's math involved, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what are these, seven people? Yeah, there's seven people. They they uh, have like 17 charges placed against them, and they're more than likely... Some of them are doing long-term uh, prison sentences. Yeah. Some of them are going to die. Yep. Well, I can't imagine prison in Iran being a place that you'd survive. Yep. Anyway, so good luck, guys. <laughs> yep. Next story. <laughs> what's this no it's just a home page okay so yeah. should we should we address this elephant in the room i yeah. guess so the uh el paso walmart shooting has witnessed witnesses that saw three to four armed men running in dressed in all black shooting so you know when i first saw this it seemed like maybe it was swat coming in yeah but would they be shooting probably not and they they said they weren't actually in SWAT gear they were just dressed in black mm. 
And these are two different eyewitnesses that were there. Which, man, that calls back to a lot of other incidences. I don't know, man. I mean, can I go full conspiracy theory right now? Where do you think you are? (laughs) Uh, This is tenfold tirade. So, people are talking about these things being false flags to take our guns away, you know? Yeah. Um, And I'm not even saying that that's what this is, but because I kind of have a different feeling about it uh gut feeling that it's something else but you know conspiracy theorists are toying with the idea that these are created incidents that are set up to at least start the discussion of de-arming the population of america um if they keep happening would that be the effect well i mean we've had hundreds of them so as of this point no (laughs) Yeah, but the argument's always made. The every, argument every of- every time this happens, the argument is we got to get these guns out of the hands of of not just crazy people, but everybody. Because I keep seeing the argument by people on Facebook, like, why do you need this weapon that can kill so many people? Right. And I'm not going to debate that argument, but that argument is there. So I mean, it is a valid idea that. That could be the result of these crimes. But I don't see the how the end game would be valuable, you know? Dearming the population? The average person that has like all of these weapons or whatever, you know, going into a combat situation against the United States government, it's not even a contest, you know? Right. So well, why, why would that even be necessary? As a conspiracy guy, <laughs> okay. you would say uh for one, the military is forbidden from acting against its own population. I don't know how that works with the National Guard, but the Army, Air Force, Marines, Navy, they're barred from doing anything like that. Okay, but we have a fully militarized police force. This is true. This is true. But you're talking about people that are in the population. I mean, there there are, you know, cousins, uncles, aunts, moms, dads that are in the police force. I mean... Yeah, I mean... Just the other day, right down the street, we have these people, you know, the cops basically just went in and murdered a family for no reason, you know, so. A family? Well, a husband and wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, Yeah, but on a mass scale, you would think that you'd have enough people that say no, or then you have Nazi Germany. I mean, Mm. history is not on the side of populations without weapons. So, I I could see the argument. I don't know, man. If you want to be, if you want to step on the necks of people that don't have guns, it's a whole lot easier. Okay, but like. That's a lot to think about. But here's the thing. That's a lot to unpack. But where has anyone actually risen up and done anything with their guns? You know? People are pretty easily manipulated. Like, they don't even need to ever Uh, fire a shot. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's revolutions all the time, all over the world. But in America. No, because we all have fucking guns. The Revolutionary War was fought by civilians with guns <laughs> against the British. Who had similar guns. But here's right. the thing. The United States military is the biggest, most powerful, well-armed military in the world. You know, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of rednecks with shotguns is not going to solve that problem. <laughs> yeah. No, but this is, this is, uh, this is a conversation that's going to fucking take an hour and <laughs> go nowhere and convince no one. But... I mean, martial law, I, uh, I don't know. You you would have a resistance of vets and whoever, you know, people that want to protect the Constitution. But 
how messy it would get. The messier it would be, the more people you would have on their on on the side of the population. I would think. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know either. I'm just a whole lot of people just don't want no trouble. I have not thought about this. Yeah, but you know, the closest thing. I mean, you could look at the the Nazi occupation of of France, and you know, people were bringing in weapons of war to the resistance, and they fought the Germans until America came in and beat them back. But that was a long time ago. Yeah, very different different situation. And we have like one, two, three, four, five surveillance devices (laughs) within (laughs) arm's reach right now. So it would be really easy to find. It's like, I don't know, I just don't even think it's necessary anymore to, you know, to wage any sort of violent conflict against the population. They don't have to. But they are. I mean, mm. cops do it to black people, black neighborhoods all the time. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot to think about. And we're not going to fucking solve anything today, that's for sure. Why not? Because <laughs> nobody wants to try. Nobody right. wants to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh... What else we got? Uh, other than this NSA thing, I don't know. Do you want to get into that? Bill Benny, former highly placed intelligence official with the NSA, uh, turned whistleblower who retired on October 31st, 2001. <sighs> what does he say? He's talking about the uh, DNC hack. Yeah. That didn't happen. Okay. And he confirms that uh, it was an insider that provided WikiLeaks with information. No news there. Yeah. When was this written? Let's uh look. this is i don't know it doesn't have a date there's not even it. a date on it man perfect yeah this all is... right we're not going to use this website yeah, gonna, anymore yeah, these guys suck yeah suck uh, it intellihub yeah intellihub interesting stuff but not yeah. real great for the show nope um anyway yeah. what else we got brennan uh that's it thanks to lonestarbuttons.com <laughs> <laughs> always supporting the show uh, you can go to the website, uh, LoneStarButtons.com, or you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com for custom pin-on buttons offers, offered in different sizes and shapes. They also do other kinds of swag, like uh, mirrors, magnets, and bottle openers um, for your small business, large business, whatever project you got going on, or whatever you want to promote. Or whatever uh, size business you have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code, I want to suck on your hairy tits, and get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. <laughs> Do you have home insurance, flood insurance, auto insurance, or renter's insurance? Fuck no! Well, maybe you should think about that. Get your life together. Uh, if you would like a fresh-faced, friendly individual to shop your insurance needs, call Jessica Dieter at 281-607-5263. She will shop that around and save you some money. That's about that, Brennan. All right. Hope you're feeling better next uh, next week. Me too. I'm looking forward to going on a job interview so I can come back and tell everybody whether it happened or not. Yep. I hope I don't piss myself while I'm I hope your pants don't fall off. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got anything else? Nope. Revengeoftheworld.com. Yeah. Mockingbirdnetwork.com. Yes. Check out both of those websites and gently go fuck someone.